Welcome to Impasto, a podcast about two art school ladies discussing the fun bits of art history. I'm Michelle. And I'm Paige. And we are not professional art historians, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Suggestions and comments are welcomed via email at impasto.pod at gmail.com. This week, I will be covering the earliest mirror selfie queen, Vivian Mayer. And I will be discussing the happy accidents of the swing, most formerly known as the swing. Alrighty, Michelle, do you want to start us off? Yes, I would love to start us off. So today I will be discussing the happy accidents of the swing. Many people know this particular painting. It's done by Jean-Honor Fragot. I, I hope I pronounced it correctly. It's truly one of my most favorite paintings of all time. I even did a semester studying it. So this painting is of a young woman um, on a swing. She's up in the middle of like the high reach of a swing. Um, Her shoe is falling off and with her leg raised in the air, there's a gentleman down hiding in the bushes looking up her skirts. And I suppose my favorite thing about the swing is no one realizes i suppose today how truly scandalous it is right Paige? like what would you think when i think of the swing i I mean especially now we make the joke about you know oh ankles (laughs) the fact that her her foot is still stockinged Mm -hmm. but it's out of the shoe that's the scandal Yes. So after doing a lot of research one semester in my methodologies class, turns out that this painting is so much more than that, just from all of the symbolism in it um, that most people, I guess, would like overlook without really noting. So I think I'm going to go into that um, and the definite details that I suppose we we just take for granted. So let's begin with the woman herself. So she is dressed in these very light pastel pinks. She has ruffles and she has all like the dainty accessories of a lady. She has, you know, the white gloves, white stockings. She has her heels and shoes. So she is like proper lady. And then we notice how her shoe is is up in the air flying off. So it turns out that the the falling of a shoe from a woman's foot actually means that she has just lost her virginity. Did yes, it? Yes, it means, and, and also it could mean that she's just had sex or some sort of affair. Oh my God. Yes. What kind of swinger is that? Yes. <laughs> so I suppose I'll also talk about the historical of it. So what happened was, you know, it's believed that, you know, a baron came to an artist and he was like, hey, I really want you painting my mistress. And the artist originally he went to was like, that's way too scandalous. I will never paint that. And then he pointed him in the direction of Fragonard. And he was like, yes, I would love to paint this. There for the team. (laughs) He is. Oh, He is there to stir. So, and he did an amazing job. It's just, this painting is just reiterated over and over that this is 100% a, a scandalous affair. 100%. 100%. There's no denying it. And so there's not just the shoe we actually have to take note of. There's also the gentleman in the bushes oh, yeah, looking yeah. up her skirts, right? Yeah, love him. He is so interesting because <laughs> he is ducking in between rose bushes, 
which as we know represent love and you know all femininity and this is during the rococo so obviously this is like a big theme but it's funny because the path that it shows like how he would get into it it's crushed roses oh <laughs> we see what you did yes. there yes and there's even garden tools to show like the falling of the garden tool is like another like nod to the head of like oh this is definitely an affair and if this you know these aren't proving it there's even more there is if you look in the bottom right hand corner there is a yapping dog trying to give away their their interaction i suppose you could say so dogs yeah. are usually meant to show loyalty within marriage <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that this dog is upset and flustered and, and, and barking is like oh no that is not what's going on in this this picture that also brings us to the man behind one. her pushing and pulling the swing most people don't notice him he's actually in the dark a little bit he's he's in the back funny because you know most people don't notice him so it's actually believed that he might be her husband oh no right the, the scandal of it yeah yeah and you can see the little dog He's down here holding the rope yeah so another thing the gentleman who is looking up her skirts he has a top hat in his hand and there was one resource i can't remember unfortunately who commented that top hats also alluded to erect penises and the fact that he was taking his top hat off oh he's like waving it at her uh, exactly he he is loving the show and we know what he's looking at but again her dress do you notice how all these ruffles are similar to a flower an opening flower yeah, yeah you see it <laughs> we're seeing definite you know she does look like the roses in the bushes very yes. much the same palette yes. the yes. same shape so the other thing is if we look at her eyes she is staring down at him and she She's, she sees him she has she knows what she's doing there is Girl, clearly yeah. no regrets in what she's doing <laughs> and i guess the most beautiful thing you know the the gaze is such a big oh one. yes Thousand commentary because usually when women are being scandalous you know yeah you know the saint or the whore conversation <laughs> she is proud of what she's doing she's and like, oh, she is exactly get a, of, get a load of this kick exactly i love it because she's embracing what she's doing she's she knows what's happening and it's and there's so much here there's a few more oh the, the chair the, the there's the cherubs in the background who are witnessing they're looking between her and the man and the last thing that i just thought was funny is notice how she is in the peak of the swing mm -hmm. she's at the rise of it there's um some some d discussions about is this meaning she is at her climax of her scandal of perhaps some sexual tension it's just there's so much going on in this photo that there's truly no doubts on what is happening at yes. all and i i guess for us we were like oh it's a little scandalous she's showing off her skirts whereas during this time the people who saw it were like what is this <laughs> this is this is wild bring it down this is this is inappropriate and and so because they had this knowledge 
so I just, I really loved this painting so much. Um, so, so what was the fallout between the man who commissioned it and his wife? Like, do we know? We do not know. So mistresses were, you know, accepted. I mean, you don't talk about them. You don't put them on display. But I think it was, you know, generally accepted. So, but the fact that he wanted to make a painting of it is what was like, oh, scandal. Oh. And so it might have been, I, unfortunately, I don't have the, the knowledge on this part, but I think this might have probably been displayed in like a private section of his home. Um, or maybe he would have shown it off to like friends, private friends. I'm gonna see my sexy painting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is, I guess it's kind of like the naughty magazine of the day. Uh, but yeah, and it's funny too because I'm not sure. Have you ever watched Frozen? Yes. And you know I'm how part... Anna is going through her scenes of, with the paintings and that's everything. That's the one that she jumps up. Oh dear! Yeah. Disney know that that's what they were doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like acts like this. Spilling the tea yes. this hard. Can you imagine if someone, I suppose like the best like comparison yeah. is if someone had a mistress and was posting all over social media with it. Yeah. And, and if someone did that today, we'd be like, oh, gasp, scandal, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you ever? Yes. So I a shoe. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny because with a shoe, we're like, oh, you lost a shoe. Who, who cares? Yeah. That's, I think that's what I said at the top is like, oh, her ankle's showing. Yes. And it's just like, in fact, no, all of it just laid out for you to see. Dirty laundry is up and drying out. Yes. So it's, it's so much more than what we first realize see. Yes. like this is like the perfect example of like you don't realize just how much in a painting like means something mm -hmm. and like oh man yeah so i think a lot of like problems with people who go into art history museums yeah just they're, they don't understand why a painting is like, why is this hanging on a wall in here? I don't get it. And then you have something where, you know, it's been researched and, and you, and now, you know, like if you ever saw this in person, you're like, oh my goodness. So scandalous. I know everything behind it now. I get it. And like, that's why it's hanging up. So I feel like you're right. This is definitely a great example of why just art history is just, it is yes. that it is definitely that moment of it's not the piece itself mm -hmm. it's the the aura of it yes. i think like the what followed it the wake of the piece mm -hmm. like the reaction yes. is what makes it so important mm -hmm. because when you sit here and you look at this like your brain goes oh yeah it's it's a rococo like uh, she's on a swing but then but that's not what's important about it what's important about it is the reaction yes. by the people going yes. <laughs> absolutely not. just like the thought that went into this there's no denying it once you realize like this yeah. man put his heart and soul into communicating exactly what his patron wanted and I appreciate I that about he delivered. him. <laughs> I think he delivered. I think he delivered. I agree with you. Guys. The tea has been successfully spilled. <laughs> we love to see it. We love to see okay. the drama. <laughs> the American Gothic is one of the most recognizable paintings in the world. Who painted it? That would be Grant Wood. Okay, Paige. 
Claude Monet mm. is most known for his paintings of what? That would be his water lilies in his backyard. Ooh. I think he did, what, like, 200 paintings? I think so, yeah. It was, like, some, was... some ridiculous amount. I think... 250 oil paintings. Um, just water lilies? Just his water lilies. That's a lot of water lilies. That is. It was his garden home in Giverny during the last 30 years of his life. Wow. That's nice. All right. Maybe one more. One, one more. One more for the run Trivia. Do you want to read it off? You can. I can't. It doesn't matter. We actually went to this exhibit near atlanta uh, where did vincent van gogh paint the famous starry night apparently he painted this from the window of his of the asylum he was currently in it's so great though because we got to see we went into the immersive van gogh exhibit in atlanta we went together um october last year, uh, last year? Yeah. it was so Cool, I would say to be in a room completely surrounded by his paintings, yeah. Starry Night, and to see it in motion. Yes, I think was definitely so, interesting. Yeah, it was a really a great part of it. If you have not gone and seen it, highly recommend it. Really love the experience. So yeah, love the Van Gogh. We, we love a good immersive reality. Yeah, who doesn't love a good immersive reality? All right, Paige, please teach me your ways. Of okay, Vivian Mayer. Yeah, I believe that is correct. So I actually came across this whenever I was in uh, at, at UAB, and we were discussing documentary film. Uh, we were talking about photography, and we were talking about films in general. And we ended up watching this one called Finding Vivian Mayer. It was a 2013 documentary. It's just absolutely amazing. And it gives you a peek into the life of this woman. Vivian Dorothy Mayer was born February 1st in 1926 um, into Chicago. So she was a nanny on the North Shore uh, for basically all of her life. 40 years these images stretch and she did not exhibit her work ever um she actually was a collector of all things she actually had two storage units full of stuff and i i love it i'm here for that i am the same way i collect anything i find it's just how i am but she had apparently taken over 150,000 photographs. Oh, wow. Uh, across her years of work. She would have loved the modern day camera. Yes. I could not imagine <laughs> what she would have accomplished with the cell phone. Right. Uh, she, she would have been like the original Instagram oh, woman. She, oh, my goodness. She's a selfie queen, Michelle. Yes. Now that you mention it, <laughs> let me just tell you this. So you can go to a website where a lot of her images have been uploaded as uh, vivianmayer.com. Vivian, and then her last name is M-A-I-E-R.com. So when you're there, you can browse through sections of her street photography, her color photography, and her self-portraits. So Vivian really loved a good mirror selfie, but they're not just bland mirror selfies where it's like, ooh, 
I'm in a bathroom. It's very interesting, intricate, well thought out and structured images. She's playing with angles. There's usually more than one mirror that's reflecting her and the camera. Um, it plays on her looking at you or the camera looking at you, looking at her and looking at all these fractures of herself. Another interesting thing about her self-portraits uh, is specifically on her website. Um, all of this is posthumous. Like she's she's gone. She did not have any say in how these were exhibited or how these were presented to us, the public, or even if she ever wanted them seen. Mm. So included in those self-portrait sections of her website are shadows. It's her shadow. It's very deliberate with the framing. You know, she knew what she was taking a photograph of. She is standing there, you know, and she's usually framing something with her shadow so that you can see it more. Um, they're very odd angles and interesting sorts of, of perspectives. So she shot per primarily with a Rolleiflex camera, which is one that usually is used, shot from the hip. That's what, you know, one of those terms sometimes mean. It's a dual lens. The way the camera is built is that the top has the viewfinder. So you hold it below you in order to get, you know, a, a good view of what you're taking an image of. Therefore, the perspectives are usually a little strange because it's shot not from our eye level, but from a little lower. Something that I really think about a lot whenever I view Vivian Mayer's work is that people now are just, they have free reign to publish all of the images. Is it, did she intend for any of this to be seen? Why do we feel that they need to be seen? Were some of these incredibly private to her? Or were these just, you know, for, for giggles? I mean, that's just something that I, that I think is hard for us as art historians to sit down and think about. I mean, it's very much Van Gogh. Like we discussed in our first podcast in our introductions, Van Gogh only sold one painting in his life. He was not popular. I'm not sure if she tried to sell her work if she ever tried to exhibit her work, but I mean, she very well could have. The images are great. She had a lot of technical skill. Um, she shot lots of strangers. She usually carried the kids with her. When she was nannying, they, were be, they would be on walks. So sometimes you'll see the kids in the background. You'll see their shadow. She traveled a lot. So it's all these places across the states, usually in between, I believe, primarily like the 50s and the 60s, all the way to the 80s when color film starts to really get used and is available for consumer purchase. And she does these wonderful self-portraits. She also has taken some of these just amazing street photography shots of these strangers. And it's so strange how she was able to get so close and so near to these people in this moment, and they're not noticing her. So in one in particular, it's a shot on a bus. She's very clearly in the seats in front of them. She is very much separated from them. 
but it's two elderly people. The woman's got her head on the man's shoulder, and they look to be both asleep on this bus. And it's a very cute moment. This is a beautiful photo. Like, it's so beautifully framed. It is. It's definitely, like, she has obviously gotten technical skills in that. The rule of thirds is present. Mm -hmm. The sharpness, the clarity. Like, she knows what she's doing. Like, she was able to move your eye to the center, bring attention. Oh, yeah, she... She These knew what she really was doing. Beautiful. So that's like you said earlier. That's so interesting that she never had them published, or we're not sure if she wanted them published mm-hmm. because she clearly, very clearly, is is great at what she is doing. And yeah. the fact that she had thousands of photos. I mean, you've got to think she'd want a few of them displayed. You right? would. You would think, but apparently. That is not the case. Like the kids that she baby babysat for, she was apparently just very odd. She was just a very strange huh. old lady. That maybe she was seeing the beauty in things that most people were taking for granted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but she's got such amazing photographs. I know for a fact um, that they are. She's got images of children on the street. Um, that could very easily rival Diane Arbus on any day. Some of the looks from the kids that, you know, they're, they're looking at her because she, she's a nanny. She's, I'm sure, knows exactly how to talk to them to get them to react. Just the people that she's taking images of. It's just literally the, the people of the city. It's just so amazing. So I suppose I have a question for you. With this sort of yeah. camera, since you love collecting them, yeah. would they be able to hear her taking the picture? It would be very quiet. Uh-huh. Um, and especially the thing about this type of camera, since it's already being hung at the neck mm-hmm. and held so low, they might not have even known that she was in the process of taking a photo just from the way that it would sit on a strap. So uh-huh. it's a very strange otherness that you get it's like she's a spy in this world and this is how she views it because honestly there are a few that are borderline creepy it's like people's butts and like (laughs) skirts blowing up and in some you can see them reacting to her taking a picture some very obviously she asked may i take your picture and her being involved just with the people like you never know maybe she took pictures of these people every single day but you know we don't know we have no idea because none of it is is given any context so we have to imagine this in we have to imagine the narrative of you know who she is and what her life was like behind this camera so that is wildly interesting. She is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so glad to see her work now and know who she is. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that wraps it up for today. Yeah, it sure does. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. This we'll is- see you next week. Follow us on the socials. We are on Instagram. We are also on TikTok. Less uh structured content there and <laughs> email us anytime at imposter.pod at gmail.com bye bye